I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I bring to you a deadly hiking experience at Sheshnag Lake in Kashmir and a thousand-year-old tradition that saved us. More than a thousand years ago, a young and tall king Nara ruled over Kashmir, and he was known to have a roving eye. Year in and year out, he seemed to be in a state of perpetual infatuation for some girl or the other. Only recently, he had fallen for the daughter of a courtier. However, his advances were spurned as the girl had already given her heart to a Buddhist priest. In a mad fit of frenzy, he ordered his royal guards to wipe out all the Buddhist viharas in the kingdom, along with the inmates. A job which they accomplished perfectly well. Caught in the crossroads of this conflict was Visakha. a young brahmin priest who through a series of happy coincidences ended up marrying chandralekha the daughter of a naga chief the nagas were semi divine beings half human half serpentine and the original inhabitants of kashmir in fact the nagas have made a significant contribution to hinduism so much so that the mahabharat begins with the history of the nagas spanning the initial chapters in the first book adi parva one day while sitting on the terrace of her house chandralekha found a horse eating corn that was laid out in the sun to dry she hurried down the terrace and slapped the horse on his croup leaving a golden imprint of her slim tapering fingers on it king nara heard of the strange phenomenon and as usual wanted to have her for himself he sent his agents to her with fabulous temptations but the virtuous lady rebuffed them the king now threatened visakha with death if he did not surrender his wife to him so visakha and chandralekha rushed to the naga chief and narrated their tale of woe With a wave of his hand, the Naga chief turned the day into night by hiding the sun under thick layers of clouds. A strong gale swept the valley, which turned into a hurricane and started uprooting everything. Thunderbolts burnt everything to the ground. King Nara's palace was ablaze, and then a rain of big boulders coming from above crushed the fleeing people to death. The apocalyptic devastation consumed the entire place. Seeing the extent of the devastation, the Naga king felt great remorse for having overreacted. to the king's foolishness he abandoned the locality and with the help of his supernatural powers he made water gush out from the bosom of the earth forming a huge lake in the depression this lake we know today as sheshnag named after the king of all nagas a prominent stop in the shri amarnath yatra it was this very legendary lake that he wanted to reach and it was supposedly a short 4 hour hike from the base at chandanwadi a few kilometers away from pahalgam we were hiking in less than ideal weather for rain was forecasted but being a well trodden trail we decided to take our chances we set out bright and early making quick progress along the ledder river covering the first 3 kilometers reaching pissu top which was some of the hardest parts of the hike interestingly pissu top's name comes from the origin story of amarnath itself for the darshan of amarnath there was a huge fight between gods and demons at that time with the help of lord shiva the gods defeated the demons a mountain was formed with the dead bodies of the demons in both hindu and even sri lankan mythology and medicine systems pissu means insanity caused by demonic possessions things were progressing swimmingly well 
and we blew past Zojibal on route to the last point, Nagakoti. And then, as expected, the weather began to change and it started raining. What started off as a drizzle soon picked up pace. The path had turned muddy and slushy and holding on to one's footing was beginning to get challenging. We had slowed down significantly by then, but continued to advance only to discover that the sole bridge which would have taken us further to Sheshnag was broken. Here we were, almost four hours into a hike, with less than ideal conditions and not a soul in sight. We were at a decision point. Should we retreat or find another way? Our bodies had started to revolt a little, but our minds were keen to get a glimpse of Sheshnag. We chose to take the riskier route, going down the mountain on the path used by sheep and goats. If the descent was steep, the ascent turned out to be very challenging since all the rain had made the grass wet and getting a grip going up was becoming difficult. With great trepidation, we managed to get to the other side of the bridge and by then, the weather had worsened and it started raining much harder. I had flashes of my time hiking in the Andes in Argentina where an unseasonal snowstorm had pushed one of my friends to the brink of hypothermia. I decided to call it quits, but my companions were keen to summit. We took the hard call of parting ways and in my line of sight, I saw a stone hut in the distance. I was at the entrance and only after calling out three times did I get a response. The chill of the mountain rain had seeped through my body. I stepped in and the place was completely dark. It took a while for my eyes to adjust and I saw a lone man draped in a blanket sitting by the fire. By sheer luck, I had stumbled into the hut of a nomad, Ishfaq, a Gujar Bakarwal. No stranger to the vagaries of the mountains, he immediately understood my situation and draped a blanket on me, without any care for his blanket or home getting wet. We got talking and about 30 minutes later, I saw my entire group at the door. They too had abandoned the hike and came looking for succor. Despite being a man of limited means, Ishfaq gave our entire group blankets and piping hot chai, which warmed not only our inards, but lifted our spirits. In less than an hour, we went from a dispirited bunch of soaking wet hikers to people with a spring in our step. And Ishfaq showed us another route, which avoided the road to the broken bridge, making our descent a lot safer. And all through our descent, I was unable to shake off the similarities between the Naga chief and Ishfaq. Separated by thousands of years, but in the same piece of land, did the generosity of another human save the day. While the Naga chief was blessed with supernatural powers, the humble Ishfaq was blessed with extraordinary generosity. Ishfaq was a shepherd, which was also the occupation of Prophet Muhammad. And that day, he was a reincarnation of God. In our travels, as we see gorgeous vistas, glorious food and stunning architecture, what we often forget is what we find, the ability to empathize and help another human in need. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram. 